ready? Ready for what? To take it on. Let's do it. <laughs> so we are recording our therapy sessions on our podcast, First Time Parents, and you are getting a front row seat. So welcome to the shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Front seat. <laughs> yeah, you get the front seat. We've literally opened up our front door. This season has been all about our relationship post-baby. I keep saying post-baby, but he's now pretty much a boy. He's nearly four. How crazy. How like, crazy. Just, yeah, but you still do think of it like, oh, I was just a baby the other week. But you're looking at him now, he's like talking back to you. He's getting angry with you. He knows what he wants. I'm like, he's well past being a baby. Yeah, well past. Well, if you want to go back, you can go enjoy the first season. We started recording this podcast a week after Memphis was born. But here we are. He's at daycare today. And we are sitting here in our lounge room. Um, Would you say committed to our relationship, committed to this podcast, ready to talk about ill intentions in today's relationship therapy session absolutely yeah i mean i think we're giving it a pretty uh, red hot crack actually with our our commitment between ourselves and trying to better ourselves and then also commit to being rocking up every week week and week out doing the podcast maybe not every single week well, um, but we're doing a damn good job i think with the um you know the, the struggles of the day-to-day life of uh being a parent um, and trying to manage our time together whilst your own time and then family time and the podcast, but yeah. Well, I'm going to play a little piece of audio. So when we sat down with Fish, our coach who is helping us learn to communicate, he was talking this week about ill intentions. And that was something that we spoke early about early on in our relationship therapy sessions, but something came up around Memphis and how you react when you pick him up from daycare sometimes. So I'm gonna play that audio for you now. I spoke about it with a lady on the podcast the other day without Griffo, but this is something that Griffo steps into a little bit with Memphis. Like if Memphis doesn't, um, you know, give you what you need when you go to pick him up from daycare, you get defensive. And I'm like, he's just a toddler. Like he doesn't know, like, but you're the adult, but you think he's like actually ill intent. like. He doesn't want to see anything. Like that's something that I as a mum have really struggled with when he comes home and he's like, he was disrespecting me. He didn't give me a cuddle when, you know, he came, got in the car. And I'm like, he didn't mean to, like, you know, but, but it, yeah. yeah. So a good way, a good thing to recognise is that every time Griffo invents that ill intent for Memphis, Memphis, if you're communicating with Griffo, what you can do is recognising what he's actually needing to be seen, which is his pain, right? Because our assumed ill intent arises from the pain that we're in. So when Griffo says he was disrespecting me, he means I felt disrespected. I felt hurt. I felt I felt rejected. And so in, anytime we are assuming ill intent, what really needs to be tended to is the pain that we're in. It's just an unskillful expression of our pain. And when someone else is lost in their ill intent towards us, it's an invitation for us to tend to the pain that they're in. And then they will stop inventing this ill intent because we're actually paying attention to what really needs attention, which is their pain, our pain, their pain. Do you think sometimes that you're like a child? Of course. (laughs) All the time. I know that. Because speaking of the ill intentions... It was. It's neither of your. I mean, like he's not being mean. Well, to we you. don't know because he's so young. You can't go. Were you really trying to give me the shits? 
And he's not going to turn around and go, yeah, daddy, I hate you. Um, but, but don't you think, like, one of the things that I think I've seen you do really well with learning how to communicate skillfully with fish is I've seen you do it in all areas of your life, but your son. Well, it's funny you say that because I do feel like him and I have come a long way in the last six months. But whether that's been through our journey and connection and um, development between getting to know one another or him growing up instead of being a little turd, (laughs) Uh, but also me also growing up. But definitely in the last six months, I think we've come together a lot more. We're starting to get to know each other more as well, right? So that's a day-in, day-out thing that you'll find that you'll find something new about them or understand them more in a deeper way of what they enjoy, what they need, um, when enough's enough or when, you know, they they need a certain something. So I think for me, yeah, probably prior to that definitely was, um, you know, we were both quite childish in our ways. But also I felt like I had reason to be hurt because you know you're at work slogging yourself yeah you come home all you want is a bloody cuddle and a kiss mm-hmm. from your kid and for him you to know? be excited when he sees yeah. you at daycare yeah. and so you so like what fish was saying and you know i wasn't saying it to you as in like you haven't been using it with memphis but you know there were those times that you would come in after daycare and, and you know it would be like a little bit like a teenager you were like a bit spiteful like oh he didn't even give me a cuddle or a kiss today and then he was quiet in the car and like do you know what i mean but yeah. underneath like as fish talks about like with ill intent he wasn't intentionally hurting you but that was your pain and you couldn't express that yeah well i did express it <laughs> no but like in a healthy yeah, in a healthy yeah. way like you were just kind of retaliating and he's this three-year-old toddler like he'd and as someone i've just remembered when i spoke to vicky um a person on the podcast just recently a child educator and uh you were at work so i was recording that one when you were at work she was saying like he doesn't even know or understand his feelings yet like that's what we're teaching him so he probably doesn't even know like why he is feeling the way that he is or what he is feeling. So she was suggesting to you maybe when you pick him up and that happens, like going, oh, were you a little bit disappointed that dad wasn't there? Like getting him to, you know, become familiar instead of your defensiveness going up and you getting upset. But isn't that teaching as well? No, but... Because you can see that like, oh, yeah, daddy's upset. Because I would say to him, oh, I would have liked a a hug or something like that. Yeah, but you would sometimes just shut down and be like, I didn't even talk to him in the car. We didn't even speak to each other the whole way home because he was so angry and upset when he didn't see me. And like, do you know what I mean? And so, yeah, so getting him to identify it, but getting you to identify yours as well. Yeah, and like I said, I think with him and I, like now I just sort of, I brush it off. I'm not going to bother wasting energy because if it is what it is, you know, um, you know what's so funny? The other day when I went and picked him up from daycare, he was so upset that it wasn't you. But it's usually the way that it's like, <laughs> like <laughs> when I'm there, he wants you. When you're there, he wants me. Or when I'm putting him down to bed, he wants you. And then when I'm not there, he wants me. And I'm like, they just know. And that's where I'm like, I mean, it's really nice to hear that you want it when you're not there. But at the same time, I feel like it's just a play on cards. It's just them stirring the pot. No. Yes. Oh, you are so naive. You are so goddamn naive. Because, you know, I'm just like, are you? yeah, he's only three and a half, four years old. But they are much smarter. And you just play right into his hands. That's where I'll stand tall. And you'll be like, you're so stubborn. I'm like, no, he's pulling the wool over your eyes. Like, you are a, stubborn, though. You are look, one. Have a look outside of the bubble that you're in your little bloody bubble wrap bubble 
You was one stubborn motherfucker. And shit, yeah. And, I, and I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think people have seen that along here with the podcast. I think people would have, you know, like hear us both evolve as parents and our relationship yeah. and, you know, your relationship with Memphis. And, and like I said, it wasn't to point the finger at you being like, you're being childish, but it was more just to, I guess, focus on something that I think is very relatable. Like when, you know, parents do go pick their kids up from daycare or, you know, it's not the parent that opens the front door and, you know, like that they yeah. sometimes do get disappointed. And oh, of course. Yeah. I guess like that's why when, you know, when we've been talking about all this skillful communication with fish, I was kind of like, we probably haven't really tried it with our son. And he is getting hurt too and he if we can't even communicate as adults how are we expecting this little kid to do you know what I mean like that's yeah. why I kind of really wanted to I guess play this it's like we sit here a lot of the time with our little kids and we're like I think sometimes they take our shit and it's like we actually are learning in our 30s how to communicate and this kid doesn't actually like we're supposed to be guiding him but like do you know what I mean yeah so like maybe we could use it with him as well I guess that's why I wanted but to but if he kind doesn't of... put in his two bobs <laughs> stuff him because no, it's got to be two people right two yeah, people in a conversation but you know all the stuff I've been learning with fish it's like the yearning and the pain like that goes for him too yeah but I guess it's hard because you know you can't not that you can't teach them, but obviously it's, it's different. They, they are only, you know, three, four years of age. But remember what but. Fish said. If we all learnt this in year one, there would be less issues in relationships. There would be less divorce. Yeah. There would be, you know, so many healthier relationships. Oh, communication is certainly key to a lot of things. So, yeah doing this sort of work at a young age so it's instilled in you and it's not something you have to try and relearn when you're in your 30s or 40s, 50s, whatever age. Um, yeah, definitely. It's something that would be of great benefit. But trying to communicate that to like three-odd, you know, it would be hard. Well, it's like, I guess, I guess like, it was just... Do you say to him, do you get it, buddy? Can you repeat this? What are you yearning for, Memphis? He's going to look at you and going like, shut up. No, but I think this is just like something that I wanted to just bring to the table. Oh, well, you do it for a couple months and tell me how you go. No, and well, then... I'm, I'm, you know, just sat down with him today and was reading him that book, Feelings, about his feelings and teaching him about understanding his feelings. And But even us as adults, we only have like five or six that we really identify with when there's hundreds can i just bring something up here Uh oh i think every time that fish is thrown to you (laughs) or me to explain the quadrants in and and then to run with it and have your talk about the scenario that we'll be on or the topic and you and i sitting there like as if we're bashing our head against the wall going i don't know how to say it and we're expecting a three and a half year old to explain No, but it's really just, Ah. but it's really just what, and you can go back and listen to our sessions with Fish. We'll chuck it in the show notes. You can listen to our therapy sessions in full, but it is just about really seeing someone else's pain. Now he's teaching us on a deeper level how to communicate, but really at the end of the day, it's just going like seeing someone in their pain. Yeah, and you are right. Obviously, I'm just Thank taking you. the piss. <laughs> Did you just hear that? You are right. <laughs> no, like obviously you can't communicate with a three-and-a-half-year-old saying like, what are you yearning for and uh, what is your pain? But you can coach them into acknowledging their feelings but also 
probably a bit hard to tell him. Well, you, Getting can, to you, a, can, you can tell him how it made you feel. Like, I know that yeah, but that's what he, we, I he, do that. When he hits you or whatever, I mean, his intent is not to go out and absolutely hurt you, but the frustration in that point in time. So, you know, you talk him through it, you explain why that is that feeling or ask him. And then also in return, you say to him, well, this is how it makes me feel. It hurts me. It makes me sad, you know? So that's all educating and communicating. So, mm. yeah, you are right. I think doing it at Whoa, a young age is You are that's... right twice. Thank you. Yeah, it must be quick. <laughs> well, on that note, I'm going to wrap it up before yeah. you tell me I'm wrong. I'll take it back. <laughs> if you do want to listen to our therapy sessions, like we said, we have given you a front row seat and you can listen to them in full and you can learn how to skillfully communicate with your partner uh, by watching and being involved. So thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We love all the reviews. I've had so many DMs lately on Instagram at underscore Heidi Anderson. I'm sure Griffo has probably had a few too, if he actually even checked his Instagram. Insta what? <laughs> um, so thank you. Please keep the messages coming and sending you all so much love. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.